Hey, Worship Tribe. Welcome to the third and final video in our little summer series with Jeremy Riddle. I really hope that you have enjoyed this as much as I have um, and that you have got a lot from the wisdom that Jeremy has shared. Um, and it's not over yet. So here we go into video three and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Jeremy. Um, there are a ton of things that our worship tribe would love to know and hear from you. Um, but I want to kick off today with um, what, what would your message be to our vineyard worship leaders and our tribe here in the UK and Ireland? Yeah, I feel like I've been called on to address a group of people that I've barely yet gotten to know. And um, I don't know much about, I do know a bit about the history, you know, and the journey. But it's been fun to rediscover what God is is doing and how he's been moving, you know, um, in, 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 the, in, the, in the vineyard tribe. And, um, and, and I love it. Um, I, guess, um, I, I guess all that I really have to share is a bit of my own journey that the Lord's taken me on. And, and you guys can take whatever speaks to you, you know, um, you know in that journey. Because obviously, um, um, man, so many twists and turns in that journey I could go through where I was raised in the First Baptist Church. You know, and I was raised with worship being turned to page 363 and everybody sings and you got the organ. And from that journey to, to my first introduction to contemporary worship in YWAM and um, Youth with a Mission in Kona, Hawaii. My parents doing this radical thing, this crazy departure. Uh, my dad left his, you know, law business, took his whole family to YWAM and I saw contemporary worship for the first time. I didn't have any grid, but something was something went off inside of me, you know? And I learned how to play three chords, and I learned all the songs. Most of them were vineyard songs. I didn't know that at the time, you know? And I went on this journey of that being awakened, and then we went to a four-square church, and then ultimately we, my parents, just because of their love and their value, you know, for worship, they, they, it, that journey took them to Anaheim when I was a 14-year-old boy. And, I, and it was like, we found our tribe. We, you know, we found our people. And was just so... So thrilled to go on that journey, and I thought I was going to be there for the rest of my life. And obviously, the Lord did so much incredible stuff of form, so formed. I was there in the middle of, of, of God breaking in and worship, such extravagance and such His presence being so thick. And I was like, oh, Lord, you took me all the way from New Jersey to, you know, the West Coast and to, to form this thing, to have me formed in this very special moment in history. And, and I'll never forget it. It's one of the most important seasons of my life. And then going on this crazy journey of, um, of getting exposed to the broader body of Christ and, and, and um, having a song take off on national you know, radio and then being exposed to the Bible Belt, you know, this new, very strange thing. And then ultimately our journey leading us you know, up to Bethel and becoming a part of that family and spending nine years with, with a tribe that had such similarities, but such distinctions and such differences and just all, all the journey. And it's like, okay, what wisdom, you know, could I possibly share? And I, I think what the Lord has done in me is I just see something that's much bigger than any one tribe. I see what the Lord's doing. It's something that's so much bigger than any, any uh, specific set of little local values. Like the Lord, you just realize, oh my gosh, Lord, you are seeking and building and growing worshipers. Not just a brand, not just a specific style. You are, are capturing the globe 
and worship. You're, you, 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 this thing that you've been seeking from the beginning, worshipers who worship. This is a father seeking worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth with all that they are and in truth. Like this is what you're doing and you're cultivating this and you're growing this and all over the earth. And the Lord has given me eyes to see what he's growing and building in the realm of worship all over the earth. And I've learned how to, how to not only just appreciate but to be formed by all, you know, the, 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 the Jesus that I see in all these other movements. And my heart is flung wide open to the beauty of the broader body of Christ. Because in it, I, I, I think I see the kingdom. I, 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 I get out of my little myopic boxes of what I've understood worship to be and what I've understood, you know, you know and these beautiful things that have so formed me. But at the same time become, become very tight containers for, for, for the thing that the Lord actually wants to do. And I... I'm so grateful, um, you know, uh, for, for that journey and also realizing in, in that journey, because um, this isn't about um, any of the, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll say this, this isn't, I, I'm so grateful for Bethel, I'm so grateful for Elevation, I'm so grateful for Hillsong, I'm so grateful for, for all, of, all of these things, but in it, I, I'm, I'm looking for the heartbeat, like, of, of, of what they carry, the, you know, the authentic thing that they carry um, that, that, is, that is pleasing to, to the Lord. At the end of the day, and I, I've just rejoiced in all the little parts that I've gotten to play in different movements and, um, and gotten to see the global church, which is the best thing in the world. Like stepping outside of the Western world of worship and getting to see the global church is the most thrilling, exhilarating you know, you know, thing. And my heart's been hungry and I've become a student again, I guess, which is massive. I'm just going like, oh, I don't know it all. Like, and, 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 and I, I don't, I think it's been beautiful to learn from this, but oh my gosh, I'm so hungry to grow more. And I'm realizing like how many different people carry these beautiful things. And one of the things that I've observed in almost every single worship movement that I've been a part of, and um, is that none of them started with, with, with a clear defined sense of who they were and what they were about or any of those kinds of, kinds of things. They all started just hungry. They started just hungry for the Lord. They started just with that simple, sincere desire to see more of God, to press in more, to know, like, Lord, what pleases your heart? We want to go on this journey. What delights your heart? And sometimes I think we need to go on that journey again, like as a movement, just as a people, as individuals. Sometimes we, we, we begin to create all these little defined things, like we've got it figured out, you know, and, 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 and we don't. And there's something about just humbling ourselves and going like, oh, Lord, we just want more of you. We just want more of your presence. We just want to grow in this thing called worship. We don't want to pretend that we're experts anymore. I'm no more an expert now. Sometimes I sincerely think I know less about worship now than I did when I was like, you know, 22 years old and knew it all for sure. You know, and now I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, Lord, teach me about what delights your heart. Like, teach me the kind of songs that are sung before your throne. Like, teach me more about this. And I'm less concerned with me figuring out my own identity, my own brand, and my own... I don't think brands are what it's all about. I, I don't think any of that. I, I think some handles are helpful for just identifying certain things. And, but all of that, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's just going to be about a group of people who are hungry to glorify God, who, who, who are passionately pursuing His presence on the earth, who, who, who just want to see more of His activity you know, in and through their lives. And they want to see Him shine through them. Like That's all that it's about. And when we forsake all the other stuff, like, I'm so sick of all the other stuff. Like, I'm just so sick. I just, there's part of me that's like, oh my gosh, if we just got in a room and just got like, Lord, 
We love you, we honor you, we worship you, we praise you, we magnify you, and we just like forget all the other stuff. We come back to this place of just letting him wash over us and renew us. Like I, I, I think it's sometimes it's, it's like we're, we're rapidly entering into a season where I think we need to forget almost everything that we feel like we've known. And to go like, well, we know that there's more and we know that this bedrock has always produced something beautiful and mighty. And you need to purify us again of all the trappings that we've added to this thing called worship. You need to simplify this for us again. You need to bring us back to the heart of this. You, ha- you have to, Lord. You have to bring us back and you got to let your vibrancy and your purity and your beauty wash over us again. And um, so we don't even know our right hand from our left hand. We cease to be experts. And we just become pure, beautiful lovers of Jesus and allow that fragrance to fill the globe because that's all that this was meant to do. You know, and it's not something that's supposed to be distinguishing mark of just this one little brand of church and everybody else. You know, it's, it's, it's always meant to be when God awakens something, places his hand of favor, highlights a group of people, it's always for his church. It's always for the whole church. It's always he's going like, I want to show, oh yes, my bride, you're doing something beautiful here. I want all of my bride to look like this. I want them all to share in this. It's never just for one group of people. Anything that God does in us is something that he wants to do in the rest of his church because it's about his whole bride. He doesn't want one party. He doesn't want just the vineyard bride. He wants all the bride, like all of it. And I think the more we carry his heart for the church, and sometimes the, the less we, we spend time trying to distinguish ourselves and simply give ourselves to him marking us, him doing the work that he wants to do on us, and, and coming back to that place, that's the place of fresh life. That's the place of new beginnings. That's the place of fresh creativity. That's the place where songs flow and, and things. And again, the vineyard, like we didn't know our right hand from our left hand. <laughs> like the group of people meeting, broken people meeting in a group hungry for God, had no idea that God was going to transform the globe through, through, through their hunger. They had no idea. And sometimes the less we know about how God wants to raise up and do significant things of influence, the better we are. I try and not ever get too lost in, in my own influence because it's never going to be about that. I realize that influence is just the Lord going there, Jerry, you've cultivated something. I've done a work in your heart and I'm going to share it at a broader scale. But the second I focus on the broader scale and not about the thing that the Lord's doing is the second I get off track. It's always going to be about the, the, the main thing is always going to be about the main thing. It's always going to be about the heart. And I've just got to press in. Let me just tell you, there's a pure, refining work that the Lord wants to do. Like there is something, there, there's a fresh thing that the Lord wants to do. But we're going to have to repent a lot of things. We're going to have to repent for some of the things that we've made worship. We're going to have to repent. And, 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 and in some ways, even leave some of these trappings behind. Sometimes songs have become the biggest form of idolatry in the church. And I do see their power. I, I, I do, but there's a part of me that goes like, I also long for the moments of worship where it's just hearts. Like it, it's, 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 it's just um, like it is the vibrancy of our passion for Jesus that ignites the room. I've been in parts where worship where we haven't even sung songs and it just, it's like the people just begin to worship because it's like the Holy Spirit is moving so powerfully. People are just caught up in heaven and caught up in his presence. Like I get so excited about that. I see, man, we're going to see that break forth. And so I know the Lord wants to do something fresh. I know he wants to pour. I know. And, um, and, uh, and, there, and I also know this. I know that pure worship is always under attack. The enemy is always wanting to make it about something else or something else. And, and, and I, just, I just go, we can't let it. 
we have to turn our eyes again at Jesus, you know, and, and we have to give ourselves fully to him. And, um, and as we do that, one simple thing, turn our hunger and our affection, put all of our unbroken, our brokenness, our everything, we point that back towards the Lord. Like the Lord's going to do a fresh thing that's going to look different than anything he's done before. We've got a bunch of old wineskins and they won't contain the new wine. Like, and there's new wine coming. And it's, it's those that have kind of are able to leave the other trappings like, you know, behind and just go like, Lord, just, yeah, I think the cry of my heart is that the Lord will continue to use me, like that I, he would continue to position, you know, me. Um, and, and uh, ooh, purity is massive. John Wimber used to say that, you know, back in the days. He said, you know, he's like, it's not going to be the new songs and the new sound. The test is always going to be character, which really comes down to just purity. Purity will always be the most powerful sound in worship. Always. It's not going to be the newest, most crushing, most innovative sound. Purity will always be. And sometimes purity will come from the most obscure places on the earth. Like, you know, the ones that actually don't actually know what they're doing. The Lord delights to use people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> because it actually, sometimes when we become experts, then, then, then it's, it, it, becomes, it becomes the thing that actually taints us. You know, and it's like the Lord just delights to use the foolish things to shame the wise. He delights to take the ones that don't actually, like, like Paul, none of you are high birth, none of you are nobles, you came to the kingdom. Like, it's like the Lord delights to do that in a group of people, to use a group of people. And, and so, like, I'm excited for the new chapter and the new journey. And I know this, what John Wimber used to say is the way in is the way on. And the way in was just simplicity, it was devotion, it was hunger. It was about coming back to the heart of worship and letting nothing distract us from that. It was putting away all the other religious forms and things that had just become obstructions to the heart and just coming back to the heart. And I tell you, this, there's a whole group of people just starving, hungry, for someone to just make worship about worship. Like, just nothing, nothing then about His presence. Like, nothing. Just make it about worship again. Like, stop making it about, you know, a bunch of things that it's not. Start making it about Jesus again. Start making it about his heart. Start just, just start there again. And people will come for miles because they're just so hungry. People are actually just hungry for Jesus. He's enough. His presence is enough. We don't actually need all the bands and all the kinds of things. If you just cultivate a place where you can feel his presence, he's enough. He's more than enough. He's more than we can possibly imagine. And you just create a space where people can come in contact with just a glimpse of who he is and what he's about. People will come from miles. It's always been about His presence. It will never not be about His presence. And it doesn't matter who picks up and carries that torch. It'll explode because that's it's about Him. <laughs> it's never going to be about a brand or a movement or that. It's always going to be about Him. It's about Him. And when, when it, so whoever takes it up and just makes it about Jesus, <laughs> like you're going to watch life with that because He is life. He's life. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Sure. Thanks. This has been so cool to be able to do this. Um, yeah, Worship Tribe, um, I know this will be a video that you will re-watch and re-watch. Please send it around to your worship teams and get them to um, subscribe to the Worship Encouragement every month. And we would love to be sending this out far and wide just so you guys can, can get these resources. So brilliant. Thanks so much. And we will see you again next month. Bye.